This is TechWave, a Gartner IT podcast. Welcome to TechWave, Gartner's podcast for technology-driven business results. I'm your host, Francis Karamuzis, and our podcast structure for this month is the Blue Swan format. In this format of our podcast, we invite one of our most important content leaders at Gartner Research, namely one of our chiefs of research, and we explore some of the challenges or difficult client problems that their teams are researching or delivering in the next 12 months. We named this format the Blue Swan as it's kind of a riff or a take on the more commonly recognized term, the Black Swan. The Black Swan has been used to refer to events or occurrences that aren't normally expected or you might not anticipate and have sometimes some far-reaching consequences. And this is exactly what some of our Gartner research teams do. They bring insights and analysis from such a unique vantage point that it reveals or, or sparks ideas that might have not been triggered anywhere else. We use the color blue because that's our signature color palette that we use on our logo and across all of our publications. With that as a backdrop, I'd like to invite Mr. Tad Travis. Tad is the chief of research of our enterprise applications team. Tad, thanks for joining us and welcome. Thanks, Fran. Uh, it's very nice of you to invite me to uh, talk with you today. This is really great timing for us. It's a great time to talk because uh, we've just started our new research year. And that means I hope I can give our listeners some idea of the topics and the ideas that we'll be researching in, our next, in the next year in the enterprise application space. Okay. So let me start with a really naive question about enterprise application leaders. What do you view as their primary role? And what do most CEOs, chief executive officers, expect from enterprise application leaders in terms of value? Yeah, sure. So let's start with a bit of a definition. Um, Gardner, we describe the role as, of an enterprise application leader as it's a leadership role, pretty high up in the organization. And that person has primary accountability within the enterprise for at least one major technology portfolio within a business, an application portfolio within the business. And that means that they own the strategy, the selection, the implementation, and even the ongoing operational considerations for that portfolio and all of the other applications within the portfolio. Now, also as another definition, an application in this context is a commercial software package that's been purchased and implemented and then automates a discrete set of internal business processes. Now, in my focus in, in our research part of Gartner, my focus is on enterprise applications. And we tend to think of enterprise applications within about three broad portfolio. The first is one that we call enterprise operations. And those applications include ERP and HCM and procurement applications, the things that do a lot of the essential operational work within an organization. Uh, the second big category is something we call digital workplace. And this is um, personal and team productivity applications like Microsoft Teams or Zoom or Google Gmail, et cetera. And that last category is CRF. And these include the applications to help automate processes for interacting with customers. And so that will be your sales, marketing, customer service, and e-commerce applications. So I think you could, I think everyone can get a sense that this is a really wide spectrum of applications that we cover for our clients. 
Um, and I should also quickly add that the enterprise application leader is not necessarily just an IT rule. We see this role occurring in business, the business part of the organization, the IT organization, and even in matrix organizations that we call center of excellence. And in fact, in a recent survey we conduct, held earlier in 2020, 56% of all the application leaders in the survey say that they've worked in a matrix environment where they report to both an IT executive and a business leader. And that observation is really important for another question you asked me, which is what do CEOs expect in terms of value from the applications? And we do, we've got some really great answers. We do an annual survey of CEOs every single year. And in this past year, the number one priority for CEOs, unsurprisingly, was growth. And that's always been the number one priority every single year that we run that survey. So the enterprise application portfolio has to be aligned to deliver upon growth objectives in the organization. Doesn't matter what the portfolio happens to be. But we also saw some really interesting new developments in the 2020 survey. CEOs expect that tech has to support workforce improvement objectives. That measurement was up 22% year over year. Enormous jump there. But one of the biggest jumps that we saw within that survey. So now to summarize all of this and bring it together, as we see at a Gartner, the enterprise application leader role is really essential to all business. You just can't meet your business objectives without having good leadership. Wow. Okay. Let me see if I can kind of quickly recap and make sure I got this all. So enterprise application leaders primarily focus on commercial software packages that automate discrete sets of internal business processes, and your specific teams focus on enterprise operations like ERP or, or um, HCM or procurement and digital workplace and CRM. And the other part that really resonated for me was these survey results that you talked about. Well over 50% are in a matrix environment and they now have an added element where they need to support workforce improvement objectives. Wow, that's a lot. So with all of that in mind, let me start by asking kind of a, a boil the ocean question. <laughs> What are the most pressing issues on the minds of application leaders who are tasked with all of this on their plate? Yeah, there's quite a substantial list. I'll simplify it down to just two issues that are in front of app enterprise application leaders at the moment. The first is how to support digital transformation objectives. Uh, that means taking out a lot of the manual work that still occurs within organizations. The reason why that's important is IT organizations today experience a lot of tension between the need to deliver digital transformation projects, but they're limited by the, their ability to adapt and implement those new technologies and change processes. So there's a lot of tension. This is primarily, when we look at it from the technology perspective, it's primarily due to the state of the application portfolio which features a lot of legacy technology, hard to replace systems, and a lot of custom developed applications that have been filling in holes. Now, the second part is what's coming along for IT application leaders is the old paradigm of what constitutes an enterprise application is really being disrupted and maybe even exploded, if you will allow that term. It's being transformed by the emergence of technologies like generative AI, um, if I could, I want to circle back to that first one and expand on. To deliver on digital transformation, Gardner analysts talk 
what about a new trend that's coming along for application portfolios, which is composable applications. We talk about composable applications quite a bit. It's a strategy as well as a technology approach. It's the process of disintermediating your technology portfolios, your application portfolios with smaller componentized applications and microservices to connect them. Uh, this means that your organization has applications that can be assembled, reassembled, and extended in a much easier method than is available with traditional forms. Um, this also means that your end user community can assemble their own custom application experience, selecting components to match how they need to work. And we've done a lot of research on this. We've seen some really great examples, including organizations like Nike, the athletic goods company, and even in the public sector, the city of Antwerp, Belgium. Now, with that said, I'll also expand on the second issue, and that's the emerging technologies for enterprise application. You might recall that I said that the old paradigm is really rapidly being replaced. And what I meant by that is that business applications have essentially operated the same way for six decades. We do a lot of static data entry. We get a lot of static outputs. There's not an immense amount of intelligence that comes along with these business applications. We use these applications to enter data, retrieve information, and to what I quote unquote say, obtain insights, which really is just really steer and compare at reports. We don't have an immense amount that helps us answer what are we currently doing and what should we do next? The end user considerations in that equation are gonna be radically different over the next few years. Robotic process automation, which is also known by the acronym RPA, will replace a lot of forms of manual data entry. And there will be new forms of automation to retrieve data out of our systems and turn it into real information and insight. Generative AI, things like chat, GTP, which I trust everybody's heard about recently. The generative AI effectively emerges and then replaces traditional application and BI practice because effective insights can be available through just running natural language. So taking all of this together, I think that the composable application approach precedes the generative AI. You've got to replace and update your systems so you have good data in place before you can take advantage of things like generative AI. So if you're an application leader and you're listening to this conversation, please focus on composable applications is the more probable and necessary near-term imperative for your organization. Wow, that's quite a bit that's going on there. So you have the old paradigm and you have these new digital transformation objectives. So Todd, can you clarify for me, what are the most important priorities for the enterprise application leaders? What are they kind of prioritized in, in terms of all of this portfolio of what they have to take care of? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good transition question because it's really easy to talk about the issues that an enterprise application leaders face. What to do about it is a whole different story. You know, when the things can match up well between the issues and the priorities, then an organization can move forward pretty effectively. An application organization can move forward. And luckily, we've got some pretty good research on this. Earlier this year, um, in the same survey that I mentioned earlier, we did a survey of about 300 application leaders, and we asked for their, their top priorities for the next two years. And number one on that list, number one answer was improving business outcomes by setting business-oriented results for the application portfolio. And in fact, there was the number one answer because 68% of the respondents put 
that answer in their top three priorities for the next two years. And this is a really encouraging result because it shows that IT and business leaders are focused on really on the only objective that matters. Applications, applications exist only to automate the processes in a way that returns value back to the business as rapidly as possible. Now, close behind that, number, the number two answer uh, fits with what I said previously about digital transformation. So that first answer was 68%, second answer was 66%. Enterprise application leaders indicated that supporting internal business process redesign was their number two rated priority. This is also a really encouraging result because it jibes so well with the top priority that I just gave you. And it also answers an unknown question that we, me and my fellow analysts, we're not sure if applications were focused too much on application mate. Kind of suspected that they would be. They were just really focused on keeping the lights on or defending their existing turf with all of the time and effort they invested in their existing applications. Well, that answer really indicates that the objective of process transformation and business objectives wouldn't get lost. That was not the case. Their focus on business transformation is, is in a pretty high level. So if I bring all these results together, I can turn it into a recommendation. I think there's really no better objective for an enterprise application leader to focus on than to find ways to deliver on better business outcomes that could come in the form of customer experience or improving employee experience or just in, uh, improving enterprise operations by driving out process inefficiencies as rapidly as possible. Wow, that's all great stuff, Tad. So let me just now kind of come back to, as we always do, kind of the financial side of the equation. I'll pretend if I'm a chief financial officer, a CFO, or I'm the CEO of an organization, I always kind of would probably come back to how does an application leader demonstrate quantifiable business value? Well, that's also a really important question. And we have a lot of good research on that as well. Now, the starting point to this is the it's aligned with business objectives or maybe for some application leaders who think that their value is measured on how well they maintain existing applications. That's really not the right thing to be aimed at. What we focus on at Gartner and what our research indicates is that companies need to be focused on business outcomes. And we've got a framework, and to that end, we've got a framework to manage that align, and that's part of our research. We call that framework a business value model, shorthand BVM. The BVM is designed to allow executives, executive leaders to discuss and agree upon an appropriate set of metrics to show how the performance within different operational areas impacts the, the, the business and ultimately financial performance. And we like this model because it maintains an alignment between business objectives and the leading indicators of financial performance. And within that model, we've got dozens of suggested leading metrics or KPIs, if you like, that um, anyone can use. We look at market share index, for example, for measuring demand objectives, or even on the operational side, there's on-time delivery for supply chain objectives. And we even have employee experience in this season, that model. But what's really important about all this and where this is really relates to enterprise application leaders is the core to that model is that you should be tracking the cause and effect relationships between business functions within the organization 
and look to ensure that all the effects of a specific change within a process are considered. So for application leaders, that means you need to ensure that every application portfolio accounts for consistently capturing the data that supports lagging indicators first. And then on the pathway with your lagging indicators, you get better insight into your leading indicator. I'll pick out an example from the CRM work. A CRM portfolio should really faithfully capture and then support measurement of every instance of a customer interaction across marketing, service, your commerce platform, any of your customer interaction points. And only when that data is indi- can be aggregated into a lagging indicator, such as number of customer interactions or average customer interactions per customer per month, can organizations really determine if their business processes and therefore the applications will support positive results to the leading indicator. So business value um, really is a reflection of how well applications support um, the processes that they audit. And getting a quick read on value isn't always there. There's not always a direct relationship here. I often say that you have to have the patience to measure and assess the indirect relationships, but it's still a valuable thing to follow all the same. Wow. All of that is super interesting, Tad. So can you give us like a more specific customer example where applicated, app, application leaders have made a difference? Yeah, we've got a really great example that we have in our research. Um, it comes from Nike, who I referenced earlier. Um, they were We've got a really great case study with them of how they supported both composable applications and digital transformation objectives, and at the same time, reforming their application stack um, in a pretty significant way. This case study that we have in our research, Nike developed a marketplace of components, composable applications, including a lot of discrete application components. And they created that marketplace so that employees could compose their own application experience. So they were shifting from that paradigm of very large applications that have lots of components in them. And employees could actually go into that marketplace and pick and choose what components they wanted to put into their own user experience. Previously, those components were always delivered in a very strictly defined set of commercial applications and the IT and the enterprise application organizations had a lot of control over what was deployed. Now with that marketplace, employees can pick and choose from a shared um, catalog with components. And Nike also paid attention to what sort of benefits would this bring. They realized a 75% improvement in their ability to identify intake, what they called intake and discovery time for identifying applications that could be delivered to meet client, sorry, their internal client needs, their employee needs. So they shortened the time to develop components because they had things that could be reused. But also more tellingly, they improved their end user experience by taking roughly around 2,000 application endpoints, as they call it. They went from 2,000 down to 85 because they were able to rationalize the existing components, streamline how many different applications they were providing, and then, of course, bring it down to a much more manageable number because everything was 
visible and discoverable in their application marketplace. So if you're a Gardner client, you're listening to this case study and you're involved in application management, I really do recommend uh, looking for that case study we have in our, our, our portal. It's a really great example. Well, thanks, Tad. That, that is indeed a great example. So we talked about priorities. We talked about uh, quantifying the business value. And, um, and now we sort of talked about a client example. How about if we switch gears a little bit and, and look a little forward looking into 2023? Can you sort of share what are some of the most impactful research that your team um, is going to be delivering or, or has delivered in the last couple of months to kind of alert our listeners? Yeah, of course I can. I think I'll name two really big pieces, collections of thought leadership that we delivered in the past few months and definitely going to be central to what we do um, coming up in 2023. Um, first, we updated our customer experience at CRM Research with two interrelated themes. We published a new customer experience strategic framework that we called CX Core. And at the heart of that is a new strategy um, that involves highly dynamic processes that anticipates customer needs and responds to their context in near real time. This brings together sales, marketing, customer service practices in a much more dynamic way than most companies have been able to do previously. Now, along with that customer experience strategy, we published a new framework for the technology supports that, and that's our CRM technology. And we have a new canonical approach for how application leaders should think about um, sales, marketing, customer service, commerce, and even the cross-cutting technologies that are necessary to bring all that together, like customer da uh, data platform. Now, that CX core in the CRM technology framework is essential for any application leader with an organization that has really long-lived CRM technology program. You've been doing things the same way for at least five, six, seven years. And you're also working with your business partners and they want to really significantly transform and improve the customer experience. If you're looking to, if you're really ready to invest in what's next at CRM and CX, this research really is relevant for you. The second big piece of thought leadership we had was comes from our digital workplace applications prep. And this is such a high priority for everyone because of things like hybrid work. We've fielded hundreds of requests in the past year about return to work and hybrid work and employee experience and all of those. And this is also another seminal time for how businesses operate. It's not much of an exaggeration because pandemic and change in demographics of the workforce, et cetera. So in response to all of that, we published a new framework in the past few months for the digital employee experience. And in this research, we establish a new framework that spans domains like improving employees' digital skills and employee personal and team growth, and also looking at the technologies and the processes that will improve your organizational culture. That last one's not a minor consideration at all. Culture is essential, as we know, but how do you manage culture when things move increasingly out of analog and face-to-face -to, -face to digital? Now, not surprisingly, workplace applications are core to these domains. We're also cognizant it's not technology for its own. The focus in that research is creating a human-centric strategy to improve 
digital dexterity where employees can easily see the benefit to themselves and their teams for embracing some of these new technologies that we worry about at this era. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today. Tad, any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners to kind of bookend the conversation today? Yeah, I think I think there is. Um, if I could, I'll reiterate what I said earlier about the convergence of traditional applications and traditional forms of business intelligence. Advanced analytics, particularly generative AI, will be comprehensive. Evolution may be even boarding on revolution and really upend everything we expect from our enterprise application portfolios. Restating it, really we'll see this convergence of traditional forms of how applications operate, and they'll bring in advanced analytics, particularly generating insights, so that we don't have to manage application, go to applications and BI tools. Those things will convert. And if you manage either an application portfolio or a BI portfolio, definitely pay attention to developments in this world because you'll see BI vendors moving more to be to behave like applications. And of course, applications will embrace more of the advanced analytics that I've already mentioned. That's probably the top takeaway. If you're also thinking about some intermediate things to do outside of some of the larger thought leadership that I share. Well, thank you so much, Tat. And that concludes this month's Tech Wave Gartner's podcast for technology-driven business results. Well, thank you, Fran. It's really, I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. And thank you very much for inviting me and giving me a chance to talk about what's coming up with enterprise application needs. Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations.